0: Now to the greatest. Bradley Beal's woes, the jazz, are firing on all cylinders. KD's comeback and remembering Kobe Bryant all with comedian and actor from the HeadGum Podcast Network. Amir Blumenfeld, this is Below the Hardwood. Welcome back to Below the Hardwood. I am your host, Ryan Antonio Henry, sitting here with the homies, the team, the compadres, the cohorts, the amigos, the ami- uh, amigos, the... Black BTS, the Avengers, the Alan Dex need help. Three
1: Musketeers plus D'Artagnan. Three
0: Musketeers plus D'Artagnan. I've
1: been I've been oh, watching no. Riverdale. Northside Serpents. Let's go. Northside. North North Serpents. I know we're <laughs> a multicultural shots. gang. I feel like that is the Northside Serpents.
2: <laughs> Northside. I love when TV know. shows have no, uh, multicultural gangs. <laughs> like that's nice. Unity. Unity. I like
0: it. <laughs> this is. Episode 23 of Below the Hardwood, and I am joined by my colleagues. Another word for you, Alan Shane Lewis.
2: What's up? My name is Alan Shane Lewis. I am on a podcast.
0: And Dexter Ariola. Hi, Nikki. Hi, Nikki. But we're not gonna start the show yet because <clears throat> we have a special guest joining us today. So let me just intro him, give you guys a little bit of a background. He is a man responsible for a lot of your laughs on the web a college humor alumni, some may say legend, uh, co-founder of podcasting network HeadGum, and host of his own NBA podcast, Buckets with Amir Blumenfeld, actor, writer, comedian, Amir Blumenfeld. Thank you and welcome to the show, sir.
3: Ahoy hoy. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Always need a reason to talk about basketball. So here we are. Thank (laughs) you so much.
2: Can Always. We, can we start saying "friend of the pod" Amir Blumenfeld? Can we just keep going around saying? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Why not? Yeah, sure, why not? friend <laughs> of the
1: pod. Friend of the <laughs> pod. Friend of the pod. Acquaintance of the pod. <laughs>
3: okay,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, long lost friends of the pod. We can go there. Yeah, we'll I'd throw a side, of episode,
3: of <laughs> <laughs> <The> side <laughs> chick of the
2: pod. side chick of the pod
1: um
0: and amir makes us four today so let's go back to the fantastic four but you are tuned in to episode 23 of below the hardwood entitled beale street blues but before we get into why that's the beale street blues um amir i just want to know you know you got a lot going on as i've kind of read uh, how did you become a fan of hoops? What's your story? Why are you here talking ball with us on Below the Hardwood?
3: That's a good question. I grew up in L.A., so you get, sort of get sucked into Laker fandom. And then in about, it was after their championship run in like 91, I was like nine years old and yeah, started like reading just the sports section every morning, like consuming box scores. and like, oh, this is fun. I'm like learning about math and basketball at the same time. <laughs> then, growing Statistics. up, we had, like, the Nick Van Exel, Eddie Jones years, and that sucked me in as a teenager, then Kobe, and 20 years of that, and now we're back, and, you know, still enjoying myself. I gotta say, I accidentally lucked into a very fun franchise to root for, for my entire life. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God.
2: Yeah, if you're not a Raptors fan, you get 25 years of just waiting for that. <laughs> just... yeah,
3: we need to Kawhi. So, a lot of fans. So going to you. Don't don't speak ill of the Raptors.
2: I'm honestly I'm happy for it because it, like there was like years where I was like yeah when I'm 50 years old that's probably when it's going to happen but like I'll take this now yeah you know? wow
0: <laughs> awesome and do do you have like you know just like a favorite game or.
3: Uh. Yeah. I mean, sure. There's, again, I've been embarrassed with the riches. Uh, the Fisher Point Four was maybe like the most exciting Ooh. moment of me watching a game, just jumping up and down in elation. It was a playoff <laughs> victory. Though that season ended with, I think, the uh, we lost either the next round or in the finals to the Pistons, so it didn't last very long. Uh, game seven against the Celtics, probably like the highest moment because there was the most on the line. Game seven, Kobe's back to back championships. Um, losing to the Celtics again would have been awful. Beating them at home, and it felt like we were not going to win that game. So, like, the relief and the <laughs> jubilation. I had to, like, watch that by myself in my apartment in New York. I'm like, I can't go to a sports bar. Like, this is not a communal <laughs> moment for uh, me. I need to just, like, that's stare at this television and listen and consume everything <laughs> by myself.
2: I, I, I kind of feel you on that because I'm like a really bad son when the Raptors play. My mom knows this. Like, she'll be like texting me scores. Like,
1: oh, did you see that? Hey, I'm like, mom,
2: <laughs>
0: mom, I can't.
2: Not right now. I got to focus. If I don't focus on this game, the Raptors lose. Like, you understand? Yeah, I'm
0: the 13th man. I have rituals. I, have, have, I have rituals. What's, uh, what's, um, what's, what's your ritual? My ritual was I'd have, I'm a well known Dallas Mavericks fan on this spot. you know. Um, I have my two jerseys. I have a Nowitzki, and now I have a Luka. For obvious reasons. Nice. And what I would do is I'd have the Dallas um, uh, like front of the jersey for home games. And then for away games, I'd flip it the. and have Nowitzki showing on the back for away games. And I had to have my room closed. I couldn't change the channel. <laughs> if I did it once, I screwed them. And, and, and I shit you not, I don't in think 2011, there, every Ryan. game I didn't follow that. <laughs> They lost. They only lost like three or four games that year, but they lost when I didn't do it. So my, uh, my, uh, my rituals are.
2: I get it. Dexter incepted me. He told me about the TV being on a, on a even number. Now I could that's all I notice when the rappers are playing. I'm like, <laughs> it's gotta you. be on channel 24, 22 or a 15 or a number divisible yeah. by a certain oh, yeah. digit. Yeah. Like it feels percentage. <laughs> I don't know. It helps the team win. They play better. That's how we <laughs> well, want to Well, I will ship. say Thank the the
3: Lakers were on Prime Sports growing up, so it was always a prime number for me. So whether it's like a prime <laughs> number, an easily divisible number, I guess we all have different superstitions.
1: Yeah, there's that Laker math. Yeah. That's right. Yeah,
2: I I I have I have a question. Um, I I don't know. You you're an actor. You love basketball. Mm-hmm. I bet you noticed that the acting, like the basketball acting in movies, is horrible. Yeah. Can you give me a movie? That like uh, that for you is like the most accurate representation of basketball. Ooh,
3: great question. Maybe a white man can't jump. Like they were w- Woody jump. was pretty good at shooting and I think he like played like high school or D three and then whatever Wesley Snipes was taught uh i heard like denzel was going to be that guy and then he couldn't dribble a basketball so they gave it to wesley Snipes. they had some like really good dribbling and like behind the back double behind the back passes and the trash talk i think that's the most accurate and like the shooting just the first 20 minutes of that movie like meant so much to me growing up that it made me just want to play basketball in addition to like being a fan of the sport
1: so i saw you had your uh bad jersey blog way back when yeah um I personally think the Lakers baby blue sleeve jerseys are probably the worst. uh what in your opinion do you think is the worst jersey ever?
3: mm like by a team i I think I said this on my podcast once the the Darren Williams. Uh, baby blue jazz jerseys are probably <laughs> the most forgettable <laughs> jerseys in NBA history. They're, baby blue is the... Uh, they're they're neither really like the bad or really good. They're just like, they're never going to do like a throwback to that era, like 2004. <laughs> are we Andre talking Karolinko Utah jazz jerseys. AK-47. Like, nobody cares. talking these ones here? Yes, Jesus, why? <laughs> like, look at those jerseys for sale. There's no need. There's no need for that. Look at a
2: giant ice cube out there. Like, what
3: the fuck? Man? And honestly, Darren Williams. There is, is the no good memories model associated with that jersey. jersey. Like the guy who was <laughs> solid and you'll never ever think. Like, remember Darren Williams versus Chris Ball was the big debate of like four years <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: We,
2: we, is we the
3: jury were all still like all on side are you are. Yeah. I, yeah. We're like, which
2: one which one are you? You CP fan? Are you a Darren Williams fan? Now we're just like, Darren Williams? <laughs> who is she? Like you just don't even recall his career did Darren williams
1: make it to the finals yeah he made it to the finals right no With cleveland no with cleveland oh
3: never Oh. if he made it to the finals no
2: no 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 i think so that was like greg oden making it to the finals no he got cut he got cut i think i
3: i don't think he was there either but yeah it was definitely not his team by that point but like why why do some players play for 18 seasons and like some players like fizzle out after 9 i'll never understand that cuz you're two 26 year olds at the like peak of their powers. And then like Chris Ball is still a max guy in the NBA. And Darren Williams hasn't played professional basketball in four seasons.
1: Personal things, man. Stuff is going it, on it, at the household. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Or is it just like the fact that like his skill set is just like, yeah, we don't need that in 2020 anymore. Like you got to do something more than just like high dribbles. Relentless defender. Thing going like, or something like he that. was
3: like an impossible cover for the Lakers. Like one postseason. It's like Darren Williams never misses these 20 footers for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's just like everything. Like there are podcasters that like what they do. And then there are podcasters that just like do it for a living. So I'm sure there's some players who are like, I'm good at basketball, but I don't necessarily love it. And then there's like, maniacs like Chris Paul who's like I don't care about having friends I will be an asshole until the day I die but I'm a better basketball player I'm I'm more of a Darren Williams in my life so like I kind of respect that I don't want to be I'm not like maniacal about I don't I don't think breathe and eat comedy like 24 7 but I know some comedians who do
2: Okay. I, do, I, I do that, too. You ever remember those comedian friends who were just, like, trying to workshop bits on you, like, all the time? and like, yo, doc, I'm just, like, trying to eat this sandwich. <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> like, trying to... Like, yeah.
3: Or, like, I don't watch sitcoms. I grew up watching sitcoms, so I, like, got into comedy, but, I like, I don't I don't now go home and, like, watch CBS's primetime lineup. Primetime <laughs> lineup.
2: I will say this. I will say this. I just got into Superstore. I just hopped onto Canadian Netflix. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. You know, so much fun. that show so much
3: fun. is blowing up right now because... um. Uh, Peacock uh, stole The Office from Netflix, so a bunch of people are watching in Canada and, like, the, Australia are now. Yeah. They Moved from The Office to Superstore, so it's, like, blowing up. Yeah, it's number one in Canada. It's,
2: yeah, Justin Spencer apparently worked on The Office. Now he's over here doing this stuff. I'm like, it just kind of has the same kind of players as The Office, yep. too. Like, the Dina character is really, like, uh, what's his name um, uh, from The Office? Um, the one that Jim always pranks. Oh, Dwight, Dwight. Yeah, he's kind of yeah. like a Dwight character. And there's like still kind of... like I don't know. It's, it's got the same, similar vibes. A lot of fun. By the way, we're sponsored by Superstore. Make sure to watch wow. that. Eighth,
3: I don't even know what
0: it is. Wow. <laughs> sponsored by Superstore, but we're a basketball podcast. Right? So let's it's get so to hoops. <laughs>
3: One of the... Good uh, shots for the hoops. One, one of the biggest yep. basketball fans I know, Owen Ellickson, um, is high up at that show. So I'll pass along the high praise. I'll tell him to listen to this. Oh, yes. Mind. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, Let man. him know. Great times. Uh,
0: but of course... Uh, just talking again, getting back on, on track to basketball yeah. related. We we, yeah. we titled we titled this podcast Beal Street Blues. Why? Because every time you see Bradley Beal on your TV, this man looks like he is absolutely depressed. Free
3: so, of the Beal. Nice. It, it's it's
0: it it it's horrible. I I I watch these games and I just see him slumping on the bench, like Emotional, defeated, just like the worst emotions coming out of this guy, and it's like I can't blame him. I look at the the Washington Wizards, the mess that the Washington Wizards are. Dexter, I'm looking at you, um, <laughs> and, and and they thought this year was going to be good. They had R- Russell Westbrook, Westbrook. uh Westbrook, R- uh Sorry if I'm brut- brutalized during the last name here, ha- Hamucha, Hachimura, Hachimura. Yeah, Hachimura. Um, you also said Zeon, that, so. I, said, I did say <laughs> Zeon one time. Um, uh, they, they, they had Berton signed to that big deal. Yeah, well, things were looking bright. He,
2: he's he's kind of missing a lot of games. He's not really himself. There's a lot of things going on there. I don't think that Russell Westbrook was the savior that we all thought it was. So no, to kind of, like, it's understandable. Like, looking at the pieces, like, on paper, that team's trash. And then you look at them, they go, in real life, they're still trash. So, like, I don't Is, know, you put trash too many high paper? expectations on them.
0: Huh? I don't. I don't think they're that trash on
3: paper. On, oh, on fall paper, right they fall right off after shredded.
2: after Westbrook. You, you want to talk about Thomas Bryant out here? We going to talk about that? Is this the, this podcast is about now? We're talking about Thomas Bryant. Love Thomas Bryant,
3: <laughs> but he's hurt. But he was playing he's great. Yeah. yeah, he's he's the
2: greatest. He's the greatest third player or the, the the third best player on their team, and like that's usually an issue. If Thomas Bryant is your third best player. He's a great player, great asset to have on a team. But I think when it comes to like a team that you want to compete, especially in the Eastern Conference, a in Eastern Conference, you want to get maybe a player of a little bit uh, higher kind of quality or somebody that can get, that can take off the scoring. And I understand that the new rookie is probably not going to do that right away. But I think over time, that's something that the, 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 uh, the team of that team again, the one that we were just talking
0: Wizards? about. Wizards? <laughs> Washington <laughs> Wizards.
2: Yeah, they they, they they figure out going down the, the, down the line.
0: Okay. Well, I, I, I don't know. I just, like, looking at his stats, he's improved his, his um, points per game, like, every year. Um, I think in the last three years, he's jumped, like, four or five points. Right now, what is he, leading the league with, like, 35 or 34 points? No, let's round that up. He's 35 points a game, (laughs) and they're the worst team in the league. Like, I've I've seen Allen Iverson score a lot of points, but he wasn't the worst team in the league. Like he managed to get at least to the final. So it's like like what's up with Washington? Is it is it the Wizards management? Is it just like this this team can't mesh? Like what why can't this result in at least some wins? I know obviously COVID this year is horrible and everything's just kind of, you know, up in the air because we have the Cavs and the Knicks in the playoffs right now, but Uh, Amir like what's what's your vibe from 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 the Wizards. I don't know. I
3: also thought they'd be at least a playoff team like you guys said like if you look at like the worst teams in the East like Cleveland, New York, Orlando like Westbrook and Beal are the best duo and usually that is enough for a 500 team in a week in conference for whatever reason it's not translating to wins at all. Some people blame Westbrook's injuries. Some people said that they just can't stop anybody. I'm sure it's a combination of the two. And the fact that, like, they keep getting ravaged and starting and stopping is not helping their chemistry issues at all is a weird season because, like, teams can't practice. So teams that haven't really played together are learning on the go. And that's a very hard thing to do if you're playing, like, the likes of uh, Philadelphia on back-to-backs or a team that's playing really well, like, they just got swept by Cleveland or Chicago. Um, for whatever reason, teams that have built-in chemistry are faring a little better this year than teams that are being thrown together right now.
1: Well, Uncle Westbrook has been injured. <laughs> uh, he's only played like 10 games. Um, I still I had him MVP at the beginning of the season, and I'm sticking with it. God damn it. They're only eight <laughs> games behind the first place East team. We got time. Let's go. We got this. But yeah. if they want to trade Beal, I have a few destinations for him. So here are my trade thoughts. Yes, so I'd like to hear it. I have Beal going to the Mavs for Hardaway, yes, yes, Brunson, yes. and Dorian Finney-Smith. Because I feel like any team, sorry, so let me start with the Eastern Conference. I don't want to make the Eastern Conference better, so I'll always trade to the West first, if I'm an Eastern Conference team. Yeah. So, the Mavs, Brunson, Finney-Smith, Hardaway. Next, I have the Grizzlies, okay. uh, Brooks, Melton, and Winslow.
3: These are That's these are better. getting rejected even in the worst fantasy. games. <laughs> what are you talking? <laughs> and, about? Okay, okay. Can Disney I? Can Smith I? Just throw and Jalen Brunson. The, <laughs> be like, the guy no. was. I just the NBA I just want to throw out.
1: I, I, I want <laughs> to throw out. They have to throw in like. Eight picks as well. Oh, okay, yeah, four so, picks, okay, seven like, and pick lottery swaps. tickets and yeah. lottery tickets too, right? Like just a, <laughs> the a ultimate haul. Yeah, like... they're throwing in
3: the number one pick regardless of who gets it. They'll figure out. Oh
1: The next one is Suns for just straight up Booker. I think the Suns are done with Booker. I don't know no. why. I'll, I'll take Beal instead of Booker.
3: That's a good one. Yeah, Beal's Monty's more Scott
1: proven in- than Booker. Let's be honest uh i don't know mm. i think
2: i think it's potato potato then you can go with other one and make ex- like cases for each one of their I-, I think out of all those trades that might be the best one but still the least feasible i got uh, one I more i have a more realistic oh yeah one
1: more okay let me hear it. uh the thunder <laughs> shea gilgris and 12 first round picks that they have hoarded <laughs> <laughs> and you, you can add bad. another team so You you got another thing. team yeah yeah
2: <laughs> i i have a more realistic one Uh, I say Beal to Denver for Michael Porter Jr. and some other pieces. I think you can kind of play that around. Michael Porter Jr. is kind of feeling restless over in Denver. He wants to shoot the ball as many times as possible. This gives him an opportunity to be the man of a team, take over, do whatever he wants to do. Also, now you bring in Beal. Now you you, you add him to an already MVP kind of player like Nikola uh, Jokic. And also it gives some pressure off Jamal Murray. I feel like Jamal Murray has been kind of like... He, he has these spurts where he kind of goes in and drops like crazy amounts of points, but some games he just doesn't have it So if you have an ability to like share the load with somebody who's like in your backcourt who can shoot the ball Just as well as you can do the crazy things that you do and you have a one-two punch like that I think it kind of benefits both teams and I think him going to the Western Conference once again Dexter to your point Yeah You don't really strengthen the Eastern and you know I think that gives him an opportunity to finally like play for a chip because like I feel sorry for Bill He's out here every night losing these games and he won't ask for a trade He's like too proud to beg and I feel like we just need to like just rip him out of there and just like here, just go go win somewhere else, you know?
1: Figure it out.
3: It's funny that basketball makes us feel bad for a 26-year-old that makes $40 million a year playing a game.
1: <laughs> I feel bad for this guy. Look how sad he is with all this money.
3: Trust me, he's he's doing a lot better than literally anybody else in America. He's fine.
1: <laughs> and this this trade is also the domino effect to get Westbrook back with his boys, the Thunder, run it back. Westbrook green Durant Harden. Let's go. This is the domino. <laughs> De- that okay. he has this weird affinity for Russell Westbrook where he's like, he
2: is the greatest of all time. He's the best player. And we're like, what? Huh? Every single <laughs> week. Every and single and week. the hate
0: and the hate for Dame Lillard. Which and hate for Dame boy, By the way, did personal. you see what he did the other Yeah, night?
3: That was a lucky shot. <laughs> <laughs> which one he had? Like, you sound 11. like Paul George.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all of them.
0: You sound like Paul George. Um, Okay, so we're already on trades. There's a lot of uh, bait going around, um, especially with uh, teams like the Pelicans. Is there any, like, aside from obviously Bradley Beal, which we just discussed, is there any players that you guys want to see, like, just moved immediately, you know, possibly to a struggling team like the Raptors? I know I got a lot of suggestions for my Mavs. (laughs) Um, Obviously, the Lakers are... Pretty well off right now, so I don't think they're going to be big trade partners. I, I,
2: I heard some like rumors about Aaron Gordon going into Lakers. I heard some of that stuff. Oh, yeah, some like Sports Illustrated article I was reading. I was like, Really? No, I'm mad at but that. But I don't know where that would kind of fit.
3: We yeah. need a. I would take it. That'd be good. We need a seven footer. So we never really replaced JaVale yeah. or Dwight. We got Marcus Casal, who doesn't really catch lobs anymore, and Trez, who's like four inches shorter than those guys. So I feel like yeah. <laughs> if we do make him. <laughs> I a swear move, his
1: reach is. He's like Stretch Armstrong. Yeah. I he does dunk again, a lot. Like touch his feet. I would up. like a seven-footer.
3: He's the train who thinks he can't. There's got to be yeah. a, like an Ed if Davis like out a- there for us. Oh, Ed Davis. <laughs> As someone <laughs> who
1: drafted
2: Ed Davis, you don't want to we'll do something. <laughs> I know he started tonight. Yeah, I think... Yeah, you, I think like a Jared Allen or something like that. If you can, like, because I feel like the way Cleveland is just kind of like hoarding big men, you can just pick up one of those, like, wisps or trees or whatever the trees from Lord of the Rings were called. If you pull up one of those guys. Yeah. There, defensively, offensively, get those boards. Even Drummond. But I think Drummond's contract is, like, crazy high.
1: So they might buy him out. That wouldn't be a thing that could work. That's true. That's true. Drummond's going I feel to like- the Nets. JJ reddick's going to the Nets.
3: Yeah, everyone's going to the Nets. Westbrook
1: is going to, the, going Nets, to the Nets, boys. JJ uh, Tucker's apparently team. going to the Nets.
2: I understand about that. Yeah. Like, I, I get it. That solidifies like they they need to address defense over in Brooklyn and bringing in Iman Shumpert was like. I feel like that's just like Hail Mary at this point. Like, <laughs> I love. I got love for Iman Shumpert. Don't get me wrong. That's Shump Shump, Shump has been my, my, you know, I've been loving that guy for for for, for some time. But like. Bringing him off at like, I don't know how many years he's been out of the league. Just kind of just yeah. kind of feels like they're kind of like, we need a defender. We need a wing defender. Like, well, don't trade all of your pieces to bring James Harden in then. Maybe that will be.
0: Yeah, I, feel that. Like have have Ronde, I feel like they could have gotten Rondé. I feel like they could have gotten Rondé Hollis-Jefferson who's just sitting. Like, I don't even know why the Raptors don't pick him up. Like, they could use him.
2: He just can't shoot. That's his problem. He's a great great floor general on defense. Like just witnessing that last year was a lot of fun, but like he he is a liability. You can just legit leave him open on, on a lot of those plays. But yeah.
0: Well, um the Pelicans right now, the Pelicans I like you like you, you get um sorry, I always get the brothers confused. Um is it Stan that they got as a yeah, coach? It's Stan, right? Yeah. They yeah. they get Stan who's, you know, notoriously known as is pretty good coach, right? Um, you get a bunch of pieces to uh, come alongside um, the, a young core of Ingram, uh, Zion, <clears throat> and uh, uh, Lonzo Ball. Uh, you got Hart there. The team, the, I, you would say in general terms, like they're trending up, right? Like They're looking better than they have been in those days yeah. where it was just Anthony and Drew just struggling to even get in the playoffs. So it's like, what's wrong? and and why are they trying to possibly ship out jj and lonzo like this before the deadline
2: i think he, i yeah i think it comes down to what what, what who brings up the ball and who's your, your primary ball candle i feel like the the backcourt of uh new orleans is kind of like low and like lonzo ball is like coming off like one of his worst shooting years or worse than last year he's like shooting like 38 percent, which is like not good for your point guard you need a little bit something else coming from him so I think going forward, they've to kind of address those type of things. And I think, yeah, shipping off some of those players to kind of alleviate and get new players and different things to come in is something that the Pelicans should be looking forward to or looking to do.
0: Who wants uh, JJ right now? Like, you know, it's contender has to be a contender. Yeah. I, I don't know if the Lakers need that or
2: Warriors There's a bunch of teams.
3: Yeah, as long as you don't need any defense, Lakers are kind of in the opposite. Like they need a guy to like they have enough shooting between LeBron, AD, and like their merry cast of characters and three point shooters around them. What we don't have is a Javale McGee type. But I hear a lot of stuff about JJ going um, to the Northeast, like Boston, maybe a team struggling. New York is struggling a lot uh, offensively. The Nets do not need them at all. They already have too many (laughs) JJ Reddicks on their roster. Maybe Philly,
1: but they don't have JJ Reddick. They don't have JJ Reddick. How do you how do you replace defense? More offense.
3: That's right, especially
1: with D'Antoni. Just bring in more offense. Oh, defense doesn't work. It's okay. More offense. Here you go. (laughs) But that's the scary thing with the Brooklyn Nets. They actually
2: have the ability to to like the best defense is more offense because like some of these games it comes down to where they're just porous on defense. But their guys will come up there and just score three-pointers immediately right away. So it's just like, how do you even defend it? You can't defend yeah. it. So like, if they, no, if they no.
3: score 150, they'll win. Don't worry. <laughs> but Each player oh has to score 50 themselves. I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical um, um, for their playoff chances because they can't stop anybody. Yeah. Uh,
0: um, I got one for Dallas because they're the worst uh, three-point shooting team in the league, which absolutely makes no sense. Um, I want to see JJ there. I love to see Beal there. I love to see Drummond there. I love to see a lot of people there right now. But um, they could definitely. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Cuban has something cooking to get to get that three point up because it, it is too dreadful. Get
2: go get Larry marketing. All right, open up your court. Get some three point shots in there. I know Maxi Kleber's out there, but he's like eh, sort of okay. But I feel like there's going to be a fire sale in Chicago because after firing your coach, this season's kind of already kind of feeling like a wash. What do you do? What's the next step? And I feel like Zach Levine and, and Larry Marketing are like going to be on everyone's like topic everybody's going to want to like a piece of those guys to bring them on their squad because they're both amazing players and they're both very very young They've they've yeah. proven to be like excellent scores in this league so i just want to see them in a better
0: situation oh 100 and they're i i like they're definitely on the move like um i i'm well speaking of the dame lillard shot you just saw zach levine just walk off the court just was like he's over it i'm done i need it yeah. <laughs> and i love it I love it because I'm just like, yep. Yeah, that, that was the caption that was running through my head. He is leaving Chicago <laughs> like he just wants he, 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 he just needs out. But um, can we talk about a team that's not underperforming? In fact, I, I quite frankly think they were being overlooked until they absolutely destroyed my maths back to back games. Um, the Utah Jazz. Um, and for years, I would always look at the Jazz and just be like, this team's not serious. This team's not going anywhere. Yeah, they got the young core; it's exciting. You got one of the best uh, defensive centers in the league, in Rudy. You got one of the most, uh, uh, you know, exciting offensive players in Donovan Mitchell, often mm. compared to Dwayne Wade. But it's like I just never take them seriously. Like I was just like, okay, they're going to bottom out. They're usually a four or five seed, um, probably a second round exit, which they usually end up doing. But the Jazz, like this year, is this different? Like. Are they not the best team in the league right now? Uh, they're actually
2: not. They lost tonight. So they're oh, they, well,
0: they did lose tonight. They did lose tonight. <laughs> they're like, but... <laughs> after, after 11. Yeah. After 11 straight. Any team can win 11 any, straight games. Any team can win 11 straight. It's oh, the man. 12th. But, that's the hard the one. The Jazz. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. No, I, I don't know. I think people overlook the Utah Jazz because it's boring basketball when it comes down to it. I feel like Donovan Mitchell is electrifying. He's fun to watch. But, like, once again, it's still kind of looking at the Utah Jazz as this kind of, like, kind of oaky kind of slow kind of paced basketball but they're doing a great time or doing great this season uh performing very well defensively they're looking a lot better and they're like really up there in rebounds too as well so shout out to Rudy Gobert who's on my fantasy
3: team he's playing great he had like a 30-20 game the other day Utah is pretty good yeah that was we just don't care because they're not the Lakers the Clippers and to a lesser extent Denver I think they're solidly fourth best in the west and they I don't know if they could beat any of those teams ahead of them though but I think they can give maybe Denver a run for their money. I they, think, I think Utah did. is they
1: – they're definitely a solid team. Like Royce, Royce O'Neal is coming into his own. Uh, Rudy Gobert is playing amazing. We have a nickname for him. It's Patient Zero now. Uh, Jonathan Mitchell didn't even play the past two games. Uh, but uh, Jingles is hitting his shots. And I want to shout out my Filipino bro- blood brother, Jordan Clarkson, he will be the sixth man. I met Jordan Clarkson at a Max's in Vaughan, Ontario. It's a Filipino restaurant, five minutes away from Andrew Wiggins, 30 minutes away from Drake's house. And we had a great dinner, great conversations. We had a chicken adobo, garlic fried rice, and a hollow hollow for dessert. Great guy. six man this year. Bruh. He's played with Kobe. He's played with LeBron. He knows how to win.
3: Sorry. You you, you talk like ever. you guys shared a meal together, but the picture is clearly at like a book signing. <laughs> you started to blow up your spot, but you did not share uh, any food Damn with Damn it, it, green screen. Like That's, a green screen. <laughs> That's a green screen. That's a green screen. I feel like the, oh, the beverage
2: that you guys shared is the water bottle that he was just drinking yeah. off to the side. Right? I just
1: yeah. brushed him, and then that was it. You can
3: hear him yelling next in that photo. No. <laughs> 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 Alright,
1: dude, you can go now. Like, yeah, just one more oh second. Just one more. Can no, you just not until we this, eat low? this can can you chicken adobo this and have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> just sign the damn paper. We're gonna leave, dude. Like, yeah. I,
0: I definitely think there's a stigma for playing for Utah. Nobody, nobody cares about the team because Jordan Clarkson's killing it. Um, I didn't watch. I'm not gonna lie. I I didn't watch a lot of Utah Jazz games until they. F- destroyed my Mavs two games in a row and Jordan Clarkson doesn't miss he does not miss he might actually be six man of the year I, I am over he, Chris
2: Boucher how dare yeah you?
0: yeah he uh, he might be six man of the year um I think he dropped over like uh, 40 between uh, those two games against the Mavs so uh I saw a lot of Utah and uh, honestly Allen I think they're actually pretty exciting these days they're, yeah, no, they're I, hitting they're right. hitting threes at a bit large rate I
2: I'm just saying, like, they're not the sexy team. They're, like, no, I will watch no. them. It's good basketball. It's fun to watch it. There's good ball movement. They have kind of that one, that next man up kind of mentality and rotation where it's just like, oh, yeah, we all just kind of do it. And it's it's good basketball. Don't get me wrong. It's good basketball. Am I going to watch it on League Pass? Maybe. I should. I probably should. You're right. I should watch it. <laughs> if they can get a Bradley I just Beal myself somehow, into it. I just heard myself. if they can get the Bradley
1: mm-hmm. Beal trade somehow, I think
2: they would be the team to watch. If if they can get Bradley Beal, but who who would you even trade off that team to get Bradley Beal? One thousand picks. Uh, (laughs) Patient zero. Uh, uh, Right. I was. What what is Utah known for other than like uh, Brigham Young University? Car Malone's jersey.
3: (laughs) Yeah, Mormonism.
2: Uh, Mormonism. (laughs) They'll trade you some Mormonism. There you go. (laughs) That'll that'll help the locker room. (laughs) Yeah.
0: All right. So. Uh, before we get into, I know we kind of jumped the gun there, but um, yeah. And yeah, just to close out the first half here, Amir, any any thoughts on uh, on the Jazz? There? Mm.
3: They're playing great. I don't see them any better than those top three contenders in the West, and maybe not much worse than the teams below them, like uh, Phoenix, Dallas, that whole that whole crew. So I think they're yeah. the best of the rest.
2: Yeah. They're like the worst best team or the best worst team. Exactly. Than, you know, that, that middle area, that The
3: treadmill of mediocrity. <laughs>
2: and that's where you want to be. That's where, that's where all the good stuff happens. Yeah, there. that's where you don't but get a good
3: draft pick and you also don't make it to the conference finals. That's the sweet spot. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's fun. That's fun. Raptors fans you know, know what, what that feels like. Oh! <laughs> we get we dropped joey graham <laughs> at, at number 15 right at it like that sweet spot of like he could be a star that's right yeah exactly <laughs> all
0: right well we will get into more of the second half again if you had any thoughts on anything we've talked about the jazz the pelicans uh trade movement uh the free bradley beal movement uh let us know at below the hardwood on instagram uh, that's at bth on twitter again for the latest updates and episodes you can find us and at press on the web and of course the website we are we will be back for the second half and welcome back Over the you're tuned to the second half uh, below the hardwood, episode 23, the Beale Street Blues, but we're not talking blues right now, we are talking the, what I've come to, I'm, I'm just going to say this, I think this is the best comeback from a major injury that I've ever seen in professional sports. Uh, Kevin Durant is looking better than ever uh, since he's uh, returned to the NBA this season he we, we know how Achilles injuries or anything involving ankles, your feet can be devastating for a basketball player. We've seen it in the past. Players genuinely don't come back the same player and often are out of the league maybe a year, two years later. So the fact that Kevin Durant's numbers comparing them to his MVP season in OKC, is this not insane that he is still producing at such a high level?
2: it's 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 definitely shocking because like the athleticism is the thing that you thought would kind of go away but he's like still right there and the fact that he's just like built like organically to be the best basketball player possible with this like long arms long frame kind of like stringy body and that hasn't slowed him down is like it's something to look at and be like yo good for him so i'm happy for him this season to be honest but once again he just keeps padding his team with more and more players to try to like (laughs) dethrone a 36 year old lebron that's Feels kind of weak, you know, in my opinion. I don't know if anyone wants to care about these championships that he wins it. I don't know, right?
1: (laughs) I think I think Kevin Durant had the perfect game and I guess body type to come back from an Achilles injury. Like he wasn't a high flyer, he wasn't like super crossover anything. He's just a shooter and he has the length just to shoot over you, and he's that's what he's still doing. And no one can Mm -hmm. stop it. And Kobe before the late Kobe Bryant, the the last person he said he couldn't defend and couldn't figure out was Kevin Durant. So I'm not surprised. And I, I'm happy to see Kevin Durant back. A a lot of familiar faces I'm happy to see. So like Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, it's good to have these guys back.
0: And Amir, um, your take just on what you've seen from KD, is this not like the greatest comeback that we've seen in nba history like you, you just think of like players like grant hill uh, brandon roy uh even derrick rose although derrick rose could be up there as a, as a good player for comeback but uh what do you what do you feel about uh kevin durant or, yeah or any players from the past present?
3: i mean it seems like a perfect storm like he tore his achilles which is the grossest injury like when you think about it but it once you where you're able to take a over a year to recover i wonder if there's any lingering soreness or pain because it's not like a degenerative knee thing it's like a a clean break it's like that that gross uh, bone break thing is actually one of the easiest ones to come back from because like once the bone heals you're sort of as good as new we've never seen it to this extent but the fact that it was like an amazing store scorer like kevin durant who didn't necessarily like like Derrick Rose with a knee injury, relies so much on his ACLs to cut laterally. This is a guy who can like just shoot over the top of anybody. So even if he is feeling lingering pain, which I don't even know if he will admit to, uh, it wouldn't bother him that much. And the fact that he was able to take like a year and a half, almost two years off, now he's coming back and he seems like the same exact player. Maybe he is the same exact player. Uh, maybe even better because he was so rested from not playing or not really walking or running that much. Uh, yeah. yeah, he looks every bit as able a scorer as he was two years ago.
2: I, I, once again, this I I don't know if this is true, but like I I feel like because like the Brooklyn Nets have Mike D'Antoni and Steve Nash, and I feel like Phoenix Suns had one of the best like um, staff as far as like recovery and injury. They were they did it so well. Like even Vince Carter kind of still implements things that he did from his tenure playing over there. So I feel like Steve Nash has some type of read as far as like how your body feels how you play because like if you notice he's not playing all these different games he's got the load management thing the kawaii thing so hopefully he keeps his body in tip-top shape and we can see him play some uh some nice uh playoffs basketball
0: and uh like dexter mentioned uh steph curry also back um not maybe not like back to his form yet but at least he is looking entertaining, looking like him, him uh, somewhat of himself again. Uh, the Warriors might even get back into the playoffs depending on, you know, how this COVID season works out. But um, I would like to say that uh, in, in just in terms of like looking at, you know, some other players that have come back from like, like injuries like this, like Derek Rose is still playing in this league. And, and he's still – I want him out of Detroit because I feel like he could actually be a help to a contending team that needs a guard. Um, Derek's been great. Um, just looking at, yeah. Steph
2: Steph Curry coming back. The one thing I would say, I I love how when he first came back, he had the braids and he was like ready to go. He was real cocky (laughs) shooting the ball. And then like when they were losing too much, he's like, okay, braids gone. I got to like focus on this game. I got to make sure every (laughs) shot goes in. You know, I gotta like mentor Wiseman at the same time. So I just gotta, I just give a shout out to the the, the Braves uh, taking out. I, I noticed that when it when, it, when it happened immediately. Uh, they were too didn't, tight. You, didn't you
1: have a, a steak dinner with him, Alan? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> me, 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 me 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 and Steph Curry, good friends, friend of the pot. Uh, yeah, he
2: was at he was at a Toronto's uh, what's it called? What's that place? Uh, Chris, Chris. Chris. And I just like, I was like, can I take a picture with him? And then that was no no no. no so apparently you I, had a steak I'm dinner. On both medium rare. <laughs> Both ordered the same thing as, as we always do. As we always do, me and my good friend Steph Curry. See uh, the grapes for
0: see the grapes for dessert too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, uh apparently I'm the only one that hasn't had a, a dinner with a professional basketball player yet. So you gotta get on I'm it. It's, of, the, it's, the bee's on <laughs> it's the bees knees. knees. Wow. I, I tried stalking Dirk in Dallas in that last year, but I, I failed. So. Um, Hashtag right.
2: yet, Ryan, to have a steak dinner with Dirk Nowitzki. Hashtag that. With schnitzel. Some schnitzel with we Dirk Nowitzki.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, talking about, well, it's not really talking about anything, but the Rockets, the the Houston Rockets, uh, they're interesting right now because about a year ago, they had James Harden, the most iso-ball-centric offense that you could ever see, ever witness and they're just completely different. It's like they were offered the the what was it the blue pill in the Matrix, where you just like wake up one day and you just forget everything, <laughs> and and you're just this new person, and you could just choose to to believe what you want to believe. And and you look at their team, it's like they just said, "Oh, James is gone. Move out. Done. We're finished. We're we're m- moving on." They share the ball. It's yeah. team-centric basketball with John Wall, Boogie Cousins. Uh, I think Victor Oladipo for them is going to be huge uh, next year once they actually get train camps and regular practices going on. But the Houston Rockets, I feel like it's a new day. It's like a fresh start. It's, it's going to be entertaining, and, and I feel like they could be back being a threat real soon.
2: Yeah, I feel like Steven Salas. Uh, it's a shame that James Harden didn't want to give that any go because Stephen Salas seems like he's got a lot of good offensive tactics like within his brain. Like son of a co- like, son of an NBA player, son of a coach, you kind of have that mentality where you see the game a little differently. And I really wish that he had given the opportunity to to, to play in that system, see if he can become a different type of player with, within himself. But I feel like maybe he's just like, listen, it's, it's been X amount of years in my career. I want a chip. Daddy wants a chip. Daddy wants whatever. You know, like, I don't know why I keep calling him daddy. That was weird. But uh, I feel like, yeah, he should be giving Steven Salas an opportunity because Steven Salas is like, he's putting on a, he's putting on a, a thing out there. He's like being a really good coach out there. And I, I really think the Houston Rockets have the ability to actually do something in the playoffs. May not actually win. Maybe take a first round or something like that.
1: Any team with Boogie, I don't know if it's going to win. I don't know if it's going to work out. I love Christian Wood on that team. Uh, but I don't know. There's something about Boogie. He just doesn't doesn't resonate with me. Uh, I, I think Houston's in... They're still losing. Like, let's get it straight. They're still losing. And I think Houston as a whole, I've said this before, they're in shambles. It started with the Astros. It, it had James Harden. Deshaun Watson is going away. I just think Houston needs to get their stuff together and just forget everything they they had are
2: they are they buy-in or what, what 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 should they do right now should be trading for new pieces trying to figure out identity i think
1: the detriment of losing westbrook is h- bigger than we thought <laughs> no one cares about westbrook. that was their detriment no one cares i promise you i
2: promise you the houston rockets are better off without westbrook right now
0: way better way better oh yeah. my god they're, they're loving the fact that he's gone yeah. um Honestly, no. I, 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 I think it's complete opposite. I think Houston's, I, I think they're, they're they're well off. They're well off. But um, Amir, your take on the Rockets?
3: Rockets are scrappy. It's like a team of misfits right now. It's everybody that didn't want um, or didn't um, get playing time for their team. So like Oladipo, the Pacers were like, we're done with you. John Wall, the Wizards, we're done with you. Christian Wood, the Pistons, we're done with you. And now they all get to play together and prove themselves. Sometimes that works, and sometimes it's like, Kind of like an aau team where everybody's trying to take the last shot Everybody's trying to pad their stats because nobody sees a long-term future in houston but they're definitely more exciting than when Harden and westbrook were on that team
0: oh my god I, I think you're onto something they they are literally team chip on the shoulder that's right like if you look at all their players demarcus permanent chip on the shoulder he's pissed all the time uh, christian wood Pretty pissed that you know Detroit didn't believe in him, and he's probably going to be the best young ta- he's probably the best young talent in the league. Uh, Victor didn't you know care to leave, or th- we know Indiana didn't care for much uh, for him. Washington, the same thing. They're they are literally team yeah. chip on the shoulder. And Steve, Even Steve, PJ Tucker, Steven
2: Steve Silas too. Like imagine you're a coach of a new team. And you have your start and you're like writing up all these plays to use them properly. Then obviously you find out he's not even going to show up to training camp. He's just like, nah, nah, son, I passed. <laughs> like that's got to feel some type of way as a coach where like your star doesn't even want like to like entertain the idea of you being his coach. Uh,
0: but let's talk about somebody who doesn't have a chip on his shoulder. Uh, A legend, if you want to say. Some people... I have this conversation online a lot, and anybody outside of Toronto doesn't believe in Kyle Lowry. Um, Anybody inside Toronto, we're ready to... Jersey retirement's already being planned. The statue's already being planned. You know, he 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 could probably live rent free in Toronto for years. We 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 did the Kawhi eat free here, uh, eat, Kawhi eats free Actually, here thing uh, before he left. I- on Be- to before, LA. Before,
2: before we get into this, can I just can I, I want to ask Amir, what, like, what is the outside opinion of the Toronto Raptors amongst NBA fandom, like not in Toronto? Um, you get
3: that? Yeah, I mean they're they're overachievers. They always seem to hit their over for like the estimation. They uh, <laughs> they're kind of like the Utah East, so they're a team that like is always in they're always in the mix, I knew it. but not necessarily championship, championship contenders until us. of course they got Kawhi Leonard, and I guess. Yeah. it's a sign of um it's a good sign of progress that you're always seemingly one player away from potentially winning a championship
2: yeah nothing's more validating than uh being one like doing one trade and then winning a chip because you're like i knew it i've been telling you for years we We're one way we were one, just away. one piece away yeah. That one player was a once-in-generational like type of talent, but it was just one piece. That's all it was I thought I thought Giannis
3: was going to go to Toronto when he was hemming and hawing over he, his contract and his connection to Maasai, and Toronto's an awesome city for him. It's still a small market. He, he honestly probably should have gone there um, for whatever reason. I think he seems in, to love Milwaukee.
1: I think inside Toronto, we knew that he wasn't coming for some reason. I don't know what no, it I was. No, it was, it was something was something in the air. We We just didn't believe it.
0: No, the Danforth was crazy. What are you talking about, man? The Greeks were, oh, my
1: God. Yeah, Greek God. town was yeah. crazy, but they're crazy already. <laughs> yeah, that Greek uh, town Dexter Aeola does not like you for some reason. I'm not welcome but, uh, there. <laughs>
2: You're not welcome. On the Danforth, just someone just slapping up a like year Just like, nah, nah, turn back, bro. Not, not across this you. line. <laughs>
1: you turn back home.
0: If you didn't hear it, the reason why we're talking about Kyle Lowry is because uh, just this past week, He uh, scored his 10,000th point with the Raptors, which is huge. Uh, Yeah, it's not your 20,000, whatever, but it's not career points. That's 10,000 with one franchise. Not a lot of players have that done, and he did it. And for a while now, you know, Raptor fans have debated, is he the greatest Raptor of all time? Um, So obviously, you know, the easy names are Vince Carter, the easy names, Chris Bosch, Um, You look at, obviously, Kawhi Leonard being the one that really helped us finally bring the chip that nobody saw coming. But in terms of Raptors lore, in terms of being, you know, the best Raptor, is Kyle Lowry not the greatest Raptor of all time?
2: Yeah, I think I think you got to go with Kyle Lowry. I know like Vince Carter kind of inspired everything. He was kind of the, the, the Flint or the 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 tinder that kind of exploded into this like kind of Raptor fandom. So I feel like Vince Carter deserves a nod, but I think Kyle Lowry kind of embodies what like a Raptor player is. Like when we think of like the Toronto Raptors, we think of Kyle Lowry and his big old booty. (laughs) Big old dump truck. If you
1: say Raptor, like Raptor player, I'd say Lowry, but Raptor, we have to say Masai. Masai pulled all the strings. He's the puppet master. His first move was get rid of Andrea Bargnani. And from there, I fell in love. I <laughs> knew it. I was like, bruh, okay. I know you know what you're doing now. You got rid of the cancer on the team. Even though Bargnani is way ahead of his time and probably would average 25 <laughs> Uh, in these now. times If we add him now Oh that's another chip We're going back to back
2: I'm like keep shooting Don't rebound
1: Don't even get in the key Just stay in the three point line that's
2: for, Have fun Have fun But the there. best
1: Raptor I have to say is Masai If we could retire his I don't know His sweatshirt his, Or his his, his suit or something I say put it in the Raptors And call <laughs> it a day Call it a franchise
2: Just a single tie up there That's nice <laughs> Who the hell is that?
0: I think he's getting a statue I think he's getting a statue, and I think he's going to be the only one to have a statue for a long, long time. Because yeah. um, I, I, I think the Raptors franchise is big on Kyle. Like, yeah, yeah. I was, gonna, I was
2: gonna, I was gonna say like we have this very biased kind of opinion of Kyle Lowry. But does Kyle Lowry have this negative connotation? Kind of like how I feel about players on Boston Celtics. Like, is he like a Marcus Smart, but we just don't see it because we love him? <laughs> <laughs> or Patrick Beverly?
3: No, he's better than those guys for sure. Uh, okay. okay, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Lowry's right. right. number two. Like. Uh, yeah second best player on a championship <laughs> team those are hard to come by yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. And, and and i always like to say it like he doesn't he isn't the best player but he's the he's the leader yeah like yeah. you need a leader to win a championship yeah. it's like i look at the, the detroit pistons was chauncey bopes the best player on detroit no but i think he was the leader of that team
1: he was the uh, mvp
2: uh, he was so, the best player yeah. of the team.
0: was he was he yeah. yeah
2: who are you gonna say over it
0: rip rip hamilton, rip hamilton? his ability to the score is pretty offensively insane. Yeah, but big, big,
2: shot big shot Billups I think you got to give it to him
0: yeah and then obviously defensive juggernauts you had like Rashid big Wallace shot. and Ben Wallace so Amir nice.
1: we hate you Detroit know. though right we yeah hate that team. <laughs> fucking Houston. screw that team <laughs> <laughs> yeah wait let's let <laughs> me figure cheat. out what
3: who, team
2: which team do you hate like you just can't stand
3: uh, celtics historically and then recently it happens to be the also the clippers oddly enough another team oh, from nice. yes, yes, yes yeah our
2: hate combines that's amazing yeah. I, two teams in i one say city. fuck boston every single th- yeah <laughs> i hate boston and i hate steve Ballmer for like poaching everything that we have. Like. had. He's just like watching what the rappers do. He's like, ooh, Kawhi, I'll bring him in. Serge <laughs> Ibaka, let me bring him in there too. It's like, okay, come yeah. down. Don't, don't
1: hate Bomber. minor league team. <laughs> I love Bomber. I have a conf- billionaire Bomber have Club, boy. <laughs> I love billionaire I a, Bomber a, Club. It. He'll do whatever it takes to win that championship. He's, He'll trade everyone for Paul George. He'll do anything. So, Billionaire Bomber Club, I'm a part of it. Go add that on Facebook. There's one guy in there.
3: <laughs> he might have to move, the, he he have to move of- the team to Seattle if that's what it takes, but I don't know if he's willing to do that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I have a confession. Um, the team I hated is the Lakers.
1: That's fair. Um, that's fair. That's
3: mainly you know, It happens because a lot. We understand.
0: <laughs> I, I grew up being an Allen Iverson fan. And you guys took away his one and only championship. You
3: know?
2: <laughs> I, I, they didn't take it away from him. He wasn't going to win. I was there. I was, like, I was an Everson fan too. Watching him just go against it, I was like, the fact that we got one, I'm happy for that guy. The first one, too.
3: That was the <laughs> only one that Lakers dropped. Yeah. Kobe,
0: Kobe, for me, was the ultimate villain. So that's why, obviously, it's like, I, I love the guy uh, now. I loved Kobe when he switched his jersey number 24. Because that's when I saw the mature. Mach- Exactly. That's when I saw the maturity. That's when I saw. You know what? I'm going to give back to the league. He, he really took. Like, I hated number eight. I hated Afro Kobe. I thought he was the most arrogant dude ever. He just would come in, destroy my teams, laugh about it, talk as much trash. And I couldn't do anything about it. And the Lakers just kept getting everyone they wanted. Just, oh, oh like, oh, man. I just, I, I, as a kid, I just couldn't stand the Lakers.
2: Yeah. Smooth transition. smooth
0: transition (laughs) talk about segues ladies and gentlemen yeah
2: i I, sorry yeah oh
0: no go 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 for it no
2: i i kind of feel the same way too because i i kind of grew up like kobe was the antithesis like i felt like the players who i liked always went up against kobe like i was a lebron fan for a lot of times since like since he came in the league i was kind of that so i kind of always was on the lebron side of the kobe but kind of like years coming back kind of like like, kind of rewatching a lot of his games, interviews, and everything like that, I gained like way more respect and like kind of an admiration for like what he did. Like, kind of like, I don't know, for me, it's like Lil Wayne. Like, Lil Wayne was like huge in high school, and I was like, I don't want to listen to this. I don't want to listen to this. And then, like, now that I'm older and that I like slaps. hear a Lil Wayne song, I'm like, Ooh, that <laughs> shit
1: slapped. Yeah, <laughs> hey, like,
3: this is the whole time I was in Kobe. I was
2: like, That shit slapped. Like, okay. <laughs> Ooh, lick me like a lollipop. Goddamn, Lil
0: Wayne. <laughs> How'd you
2: come up with that shit? You know, I, it's, that's how I kind of feel with Kobe, where I look back and I'm like, I, I was, I was on him and I, I should have been enjoying him and I, I'm probably gonna have the same thing with Steph Curry like years later where I'm like I should have just been been watching him yeah because the only time I watched Steph Curry this year and I was like rooting for him was against the Clippers and I was like this hits different well that's how, when you like root for Steph Curry yeah you, it feels better that's how I
3: feel about uh people that hate LeBron like it's, it must suck that you spent 18 seasons like seeing greatness <laughs> and like it pisses you off like that seems like the opposite of what NBA fandom should be like if you were rooting for this yeah. guy you're like wow this is so impressive this is so amazing like what he's able to do on the court But if you're rooting against him, it's just like all that amazing uh, positivity gets transferred to negativity right before it hits your brain for some reason.
1: (laughs) I think mine is probably going to be it. It's dame time. (laughs) I'll probably appreciate him later, but God damn it, I hate him. (laughs) (laughs) And his raps, all his rap musics. <laughs> oh, right. if, hey, he's
2: like, a Marcus Smart. I th- I don't think I'll ever like him. I just I just <laughs> just straight I liked straight. him when he was in Oklahoma State, but as soon as he put on that Celtic uniform, I was like, I don't know, man. Something about this. Something about all this. Not a fan of.
3: Yeah, I'm that way with Pat Bev. I'm like, he does a lot of talking for a guy that averages like seven <laughs> points and four rebounds yeah. a
2: game. <laughs> The wildest thing, like, uh-huh. oh, you had the last five years, the next 10 years are ours. And, like, Seth Curry was like, aren't you, like, 33? <laughs> just like, you're
3: older than
0: I am. <laughs>
2: yeah, how do you expect to do this for 10 years? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of just pesting ar- pestering Nuts. around.
0: But let's talk about it. Kobe Bryant, obviously uh, a, a big week for Laker fans, a big week for uh, fans of Kobe, uh, the anniversary or uh, of, of, of his passing. Um And also the anniversary of the 81-point game, which is kind of what I wanted to focus on to remember Kobe. Obviously, we have Laker fans in here, but we also have guys that are from Toronto. So you put two and two (laughs) together and you get Kobe's 81-point game where he absolutely demolished us. Um, And and I go back to people talking about it. It's like, oh, but he took a lot of shots. It's like, okay, but look at the, the context of that game. The Lakers were losing. They needed him to shoot to win they needed the game was pretty much decided in the last couple of minutes and it was just kobe just going absolutely off didn't matter who he was uh scoring on obviously jalen rose to this day gets the blunt of it with those funny commercials but um
1: i love how he embraces just, it though yeah. he just embraces oh, it though. Well. i love that i love that yeah, that's how you know you just,
2: like, actually respect the person. Like, it doesn't come down to, like, whatever. It's like, nah, you, you drop 81 on me. Kudos to you. That was amazing. You slapped our team. But I just wish someone had double teamed him. Imagine if a coach was like, hey, how about we just put two people on him for, like, one possession? We I don't try think it happen. mattered.
1: I really don't think it mattered. <laughs> it might have mattered a little bit. I think he bit. just would have went. went. Could have we, been 73. He maybe would have scored kudos. more, maybe. <laughs> Remember, the the week before, he scored, like, 62 on Dallas in three quarters. Yeah. Like, yeah. he beat them 62 to 61 right and yep. then just like two weeks after oh my god like this guy just went off he was in his zone. i don't know what it was he probably would have scored more he, remember he sat off like the last i don't know 30 40 seconds or something so if the game was even closer could have went for 100 that's what
0: i mean like i don't i don't think that game is re- obviously it's respected but like to, to think that in today, well, not even today's NBA now, it's a different NBA. But back then at that time, 81 points and it wasn't in a losing effort. It was a W. Let's talk about the players today. The last person that we've seen close to 81 was Devin Booker with the 70. Um, sorry, is it 71 or 72? 70, 70, 70, yeah. 70 point game. And that came in a loss. And the last few shots were all forced. They were literally just giving him the ball. It's like, yo, go do it, do it, do it. That wasn't happening with Kobe. That's why the Kobe game is impressive because he needed those shots. He needed to win the game. He got the W, which is the most important thing. The Devin Booker thing, 70 points. It was kind of, you know, a stretch at the end. Why you got to hate on Booker? This is the they second time on his podcast. I'm just saying, I'm just saying the, Kobe, this the Kobe 81 Ridiculous. Ridiculous. was Ridiculous. impressive. But yeah. let, let's open it up here. What players today could, do you think, have the ability to get at least 81?
1: I first I first want to get Amir's take on that 81 because we need that LA perspective. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was yeah, amazing I mean, it, when but, it
3: happened. I feel like he could have done that all the time if he wanted to. Like, when kobe was on fire it was the most fun you could have as a laker fan rooting for a team that wasn't winning a championship he was just like the ultimate (laughs) green light uh yeah and he had gotten to 60 a bunch but they were blowing the team out or so he never played the fourth quarter and then that perfect storm happened where they needed him to score and he was on fire and it was just like holy shit so that was an amazing moment um players that could score at least 81. Yeah, so just 81 isn't good enough. We need players that'll score at yeah. least 81. Uh who's got like the biggest green light, the most amazing? It's it's probably Steph, which is funny cuz he has the least uh high career high. His career high is like he just got this year was like 60. So I th- I think before that his career high was 53 or something, something pretty low. But when Steph is on fire, obviously, like I can imagine him scoring 25 threes in a game. Like these are layups to him. So I I can't imagine it hasn't been higher. And I assume that one day he might even be able to do it.
2: Yeah, I can I see that. Other players, I think, yeah, you make a good point. You need to be able to score, but also the green light as well. Because like some players, we, can, we know you can score, but you just don't have the opportunity. Right. So I'm going to say Damian Lillard Dexter as a player who possibly can do that. Because there's some games where just. It's game time. It's absolutely game time, and there's no one else who's going to score. And he just like starts pulling up from his own half just, to, short, just to, score the, to score the bucket. Uh, Him and also I think Clay Thompson has the ability. I think this, that, that, that game where he dropped, I think, what, 71 or 72, and he didn't even play the fourth quarter, was it? Was that what happened, or what was Six,
0: it? It was like 60-something, and it was like Six, in 10 dribbles. Yeah, oh,
3: yeah. yeah I, he had 37 it, it, and a quarter as well. So if you could do 37 and a yeah, quarter, yeah. you'd probably get to 81 for a game.
2: Yeah, yeah math serves me right you did,
1: times 37 by yeah. four <laughs> you should at least have at least that's, that's the a 28. Amazing, <laughs> that's American education that's right for you uh, yeah. but I think the person I hate people who shoot from far 50 feet 60 feet but I think this shoot guy can far. do it it's probably Trey Young I think Trey Young is young oh. enough oh. and has a big uh he his game is just so versatile and I hate him but I, <laughs> I appreciate <Yeah>. him <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I was just gonna I say like he's, he's to having hate.
1: fun out there. He's
2: just like putting balls between people's legs and shit, just like disrespecting grown adults like on TV. It's hilarious. <laughs> but you talk about green light, he
1: has the green light.
2: <laughs> yeah. If he can do that, yeah. Out of all the players, I think, yeah, maybe he can do that too as well.
0: I will say Clay definitely. <coughs> and if he wants to and just be the ultimate asshole and just say, Give me the ball, it's not gonna do it's not gonna happen on this Nets team, but I would say Kevin Durant. Mm. Mm. If he if and this could happen Kyrie could sit down a game James could be injured and Kevin's just like okay nobody's here give me the ball yeah I feel like Kevin Durant has that ability
2: uh, and I also I just want to throw in I personally LeBron James can do it he just doesn't want to that's what, that's a, that's a my uh, right
0: he doesn't want that, he could, I think that three balls missing.
2: Yo, did you see that game where the Cleveland, like, a, like a front office person just talked shit to LeBron after missing a shot? He's oh, he scored twenty one. okay, okay, okay <laughs> I'll drop 21 points in a quarter at like at 36 years old to win a game. Like he doesn't get like, he doesn't even care about that stuff anymore. He's like saving everything. He's got to like measure out how much minutes he gets every single game. I think Le- LeBron James has the ability to drop 81 if he wants. Hey, 21 and a
3: quarter. Like There's the math.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah.
1: eighty four.
3: There it is. Ain't a great 10, 10 yeah.
2: math.
3: I, is your nose
1: bleeding? <laughs> that took a lot. That took a lot out of you. Butterfly effect. Don't ask me to do it again.
0: And uh, just before we move on here, any just you know final memories, thoughts, Kobe, Kobe Bryant.
2: Uh, I think Kobe Bryant's rap career uh, needs to be <laughs> discovered. I think we need to listen to more K O B E
1: uh, L O B E. Great track. <laughs> I Same think we, track. I think we underappreciate his assists. I think he passed the ball no. like most of his highlights. <laughs> look, most of his highlights. You're not gonna. There's three, three highlights <laughs> of assists for Kobe Bryant. One is the pass to Shack, the alley oop. That's a big yeah, highlight. No, the second Ronnie one, Tur- 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 metal world Peace.
3: Yep. Right. Kobe passed me the ball. And his
1: last statistic ever was a pass to my guy. We shared chicken adobo (laughs) (laughs) and garlic fried rice. Jordan Clarkson got a dunk in his last statistic ever as a Laker.
0: Shout out! You're missing a big one. Shout out. You're missing a big one.
1: One more time. Yeah, yeah, show it again. (laughs) Do you see the chicken on the side? No, okay.
0: (laughs) Okay. For those of you uh, at home just listening to the pod and can't see these pictures that we're sharing, Dexter is... uh, apparently at max's um is max's chicken no
2: don't lie they're both at his house Hey out just <laughs> so, shooting this the, shit. yeah so uh, we'll, we'll, arm we'll, around each other we'll post that picture yeah
0: <laughs> we'll post that picture along with the uh the pod information um but yeah I, i'll just say um kobe for me there was it was a it was a love hate girl um early on hate for my love for iverson and him not getting the ring um and then it it quickly turned to love with his um his, the way he just changed his, his, his persona, his perception, um, his fighting for women's uh, basketball, uh, just being that guy and, and the Mamba Foundation, uh, Gigi, all that stuff. And, and the fact that he was just kind of like Jordan the way where he, if you tell him he can't do something, he's going to do it. And he had a career outside of basketball that was only just beginning. He has a fr- what, sorry, not a Grammy. Um, what am I thinking? Oscar, Oscar. Um, and a freaking Oscar. He has a He's a basketball player with an Oscar. Like, come on. Well, and I know I know LeBron's LeBron James gonna is going to try one. to LeBron's Space trying to have one out. now. It's coming but, out. It's, come on. <laughs> LeBron, 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 <laughs> LeBron has to compete. He has to compete and try to get one now at Space Jam, but uh we, we, we'll see about that.
1: Amir, uh, what, we didn't I don't think we got Amir's take. What do you remember about him?
3: Nice. You like that? very nice. (laughs) I mean, he was the most important Laker of anybody like my generation, you know, 20 straight years. He seemed to be like the only Laker that cared as much as we did that the Lakers would win. So like he would never give up. He seemed to really pride himself on being a Laker more than other players who just came in and out of the organization. He stayed for 20 seasons. Um, And you know, if you were, if you're like 40 years old and under, he's over half your life in your life. So he means so much to not only the organization, but the city. And, you know, you could see it in his passing, like how many people were affected, not only around the league, but like around L.A. He was like, it was probably the biggest L.A. celebrity in a city that's filled with celebrities.
0: That's yeah. nuts. That's actually nuts. If you yeah. think about it, it's, t- yeah. it's Hollywood, man. And, and and this guy has he had that city in his palm. Of his that's hands. right. It's, the, it's crazy.
2: The world and the world stopped. The world stopped when that happened. Yeah. I, I will say, I love those Mamba mentality commercials. Like the ones with like Kanye West and stuff like that. Like greatness on top of greatness on top of greatness. Cause I, the Mamba mentality was something that like, he kind of like put out at the end, but I'm like, you kind of actually saw it. Just like, just like whipping team teammates into shape and shit like that. And not expecting losses and kind of expecting greatness. Like I, I really, I really respect them for that.
0: 100%. And, um, yeah, no, that, that was great guys. Appreciate it. Uh, shout out to Kobe. Shout out to Gigi. Shout out to, uh, Vanessa Brian, um, so Amir, this is all for you. Okay, uh, we're gonna ask you some questions here. They're gonna be you know, L.A. themed, Laker themed, a little bit Laker centric. But uh, just to begin here, what is your all-time Laker starting lineup?
3: Hmm, Nick Van Exel at one, Kobe Bryant at two, uh, Eddie Jones at three. Mm, best power forward in laker history i guess i'll put lebron in there at four and then Shaq at five
1: i like the nick van axel man yeah and the eddie the jones i
3: love the eddie you jones. need those two you need them
0: <laughs> okay all right all right the nick van axel for me like my my memory of him is so blurred just because I, I think he was a, a Maverick, and his Maverick days weren't that great. But um, The best mustache in the game, though.
2: Best mustache. <laughs> just, just like a whole-time like, Western guy. I loved it.
0: Yeah. All right. And uh, who would you champagne and campaign with after a Lakers championship? Any player in Lakers history?
3: Ooh. Uh, J.R. Smith from the last title. He seemed like he was having a <laughs> lot of fun.
1: Mark Madsen. <laughs> That's you gotta pick mark madsen
2: <laughs> yeah i feel like hanging out with jr smith would be a lot of fun i feel like jr smith like just takes it to like the fun clubs he's like hey listen you can just do whatever you want here and you're just like yeah yeah jr smith i feel it i feel that vibe from him you know
0: you want to take like, your shirt off take your shirt off it's yeah okay,
2: let do we go up on the on, the, on the stage and dance She's like
0: yeah do it man do it whatever you want i'm jr smith i don't know
2: why he talks like me but he does
0: and uh, can L.A., I, you kind of hinted on this earlier, can L.A. ever be a Clipper town?
3: No, I mean, there's too much history baked in. It would take like 60 years of Clipper dominance to outdo <laughs> that, uh, which would, I guess it could happen, just not in my lifetime. No.
0: All right. And uh, which is your favorite decade of Lakers basketball?
3: Um, 2000s, start with the three-peat and then end with Kobe and Powell. It's hard It's hard to beat, it's like a full story with the all this lost moment and then we came back.
0: Literally, it's like a movie. Yeah. It's like he starts off this great player, then he's like, everyone just leaves him and he's just left to like rot, but then he just comes back and yeah, no, I love it. That's beautiful. Um, and uh, who's your favorite Kobe Bryant teammate?
3: Uh, Pal probably. 'Cause that was a great one two punch and a great duo just personality wise.
2: No one ever no one ever says Smush Parker. No. <laughs> Not even Smush Parker no says. No love Smush for Smush <laughs> <laughs> Robert Sacra was a great teammate. He was just like off the bench when people did stuff, you know, he was out there. That's true. Yeah. I, I I I have a question. Okay. Does Rick Fox have the most handsomest jawline out of any Laker of all time? Oh yeah, definitely. I had the opportunity to <laughs> yes.
3: meet and work with rick and he's just like yeah. it just doesn't feel real because he's also like six foot eight so it's like why are you funny and also <laughs> handsome and also six foot eight and you're a champion like
2: yeah i feel like i was watching. does he like does he like smell nice does he like just smell just like of course his hands off
3: i don't understand what his weakness is i really don't understand because he's also intelligent it makes no sense he won like every genetic coin flip that a human can have
2: yeah <laughs> excellent still honestly those series of sketches are like the funniest to me i used to watch them all the time like every single day like they were so he's great, great yeah like when i when i show people i'm like yo you gotta watch this rick fox one this
3: <laughs> he's so and funny just,
2: just and just that yeah that c plot of just him talking to his egg wife was so good <laughs> <laughs>
3: down for anything yeah oh man
0: Awesome, oh and
2: awesome. one last question like uh, uh, video games i don't know if you play a lot of them but like is there a basketball video game that kind of just really just like sums up like your love for basketballs or anything like i that don't that? i used to
3: or play like, a lot like, of basketball. nba jam um mm. yeah so that was who's the prob- duo
1: who's the duo uh i, I would pick. play
3: with the magic um oh
1: god okay. yeah is that that's not horse
2: who is it not horse like it's hardaway and Shaq. Shaq no? and penny hardaway and Shaq. okay yeah, 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 I would still do the Bulls, even though it was no Jordan. It was just like, yeah, that was Horace Grant. That was Horace Grant and Scottie Pippen, and I was like, yeah, this is just the same thing as Michael <laughs> Jordan. Twas not. was not. It was never, never the same.
0: <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, this this has been great, Amir. I we appreciate mm. you coming on. Like honestly, this this this, this has been awesome. Um, can you just uh, give us your uh, A a bit of where the world, uh, where people can find you online. What are you doing these days?
3: Uh, Yeah, still podcasting for HeadGum. So check out um, HeadGum.com. I'm sure there's something for everybody. Um, Whether you're a fan of sports or comedy, Dungeons & Dragons, we probably have a show for you.
0: Awesome. And again, your own, uh, your podcast, uh, You Talk Buckets. Yep, Talking
3: Buckets on the Buckets podcast. So check that out as well
0: appreciate it that is great and of course um my co-host alan where can they find you sir uh
2: you can find me on twitter at the alan shane and then alan shane on instagram shulas lewis on twitch and make sure to watch the great canadian baking show uh premieres uh february 14th at 8 p.m on cbc and cbc gem uh we have a lot of good bakers so make sure to watch that yay
1: and ladies and gentlemen Play my mother, mother music. Nah. There it is. There you go. I'm living my best life. The censored version.
0: Every week I change it up for you guys.
1: That's living my Dex life. Don't forget the G, Triple OG, on the IG, Twitter, and TikTok.
0: Living his Dex life. That's why he has that as his theme song. Shout out to uh, little Duvall. But you can find me at R.A. Henry on Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you stalk people on social media. Again, that is a wrap on episode 23, the Jordan episode of Below the Hardwood, the Beale Street Blues. If you've made it this far, I thank you. Amir, thank you again for joining us today. It was a pleasure. Appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, Thank you.
2: We we also could call if Beale Street, it if Beal Street. Was if Beale Street could talk? If
1: Beal Street. All right, part. I'm not. <laughs> leave, 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 leave. Leave, yeah. <laughs> we'll leave the comedy to to Amir. Leave the comedy to. All right,
3: I appreciate
0: signing it. out.
3: This is episode twenty three. Peace.